Welcome to Productive Flow, where we answer the eternal question, why can't I get myself to do the things I know I should be doing? If you want natural productive flow and higher levels of success without all that struggle and self-judgment, this podcast is for you. Now, let's jump in. Hey, everybody. So glad to have you here with us once again. Um, I brought you guys another guest and she is so amazing. And I'm really happy to um, share her with you because she is my photographer and the amazing woman who is responsible for all the photos that you see um, on my website and in my marketing and emails and and social media and things like that. Um, So let me introduce you to Katya Vilchik. And she is just the most incredible photographer I have ever met. (laughs) You are so sweet. (laughs) Thank you. So, yeah, no, no, not at all. Um, And so one of the, there's a few different things that I love about her. And I just want to say that before I, I, I allow her to step in and take over here with, with things. But um, I am just so impressed with who she is as an individual, because not only does she have this incredible photography business where she focuses in on your voice, your messaging, your brand for what your business is all about. And her process is something I have never seen. And in fact, when I was having my my website and everything put together, that was something that they had said, um, the, the team working on my website, that they had never seen a photographer go to this level of detail in planning and executing every single aspect of our photo shoot. And I, I had not worked with someone outside of just getting headshots done before. Um, so I didn't know. And so when I started looking around and comparing, I was just blown away by how much effort she puts into making sure that your photos absolutely line up with who you are, what your brand is, what you represent, and not just that, but the story that you're telling. Mm-hmm. And that is just far and away goes beyond what most photographers do. And one of the things that she's going to tell you about is about this new membership that she has created that I am still blown away by because it's just so creative and so perfect and such an excellent way um, to make her type of work accessible to more people and um, to do so in a way that creates a partnership between mm-hmm. you and this this person, Katya, who's, who's telling your story with you. And, and so I love that. Um, but yeah, so <laughs> I'm just going to Oh Let my goodness. So, so tell us, um, <laughs> tell us, yeah, tell us Katya about, um, how you got started in all of this and, and what brought you into, um, not just photography, but into this, this level of effort and, and things that you put into your photography business, like, because that really does separate you from other photographers. So, so tell us about that, that process and what that's looked like for you. 
Well, thank you so much for this awesome <laughs> intro. Oh my gosh, you are so amazing. I am so honored to know you, you. and work with you and just kind of be in your presence every time we mm. talk. It's, thank you so much. It just like puts a big smile on my face and it makes me so happy. Um, I am so honored to be here with you today. Thank you for having me. Mm. Um, I, so my, my photography story kind of has a two, a two step approach, I guess, or how it, how it began. Mm. Um, so I come from a marketing and graphic design background. Mm -hmm. That is, my story here in, in America. Mm -hmm. um, I'm also obviously not from around here. I, I always joke about, I'm not from around here. I can't pronounce your name correct. But um, so I'm, I'm uh, born and raised in Ukraine and we can touch on that a little bit later. Mm -hmm. um, but as far as, um, you know, my work, I was in corporate America doing uh, marketing and graphic design for about 10 years. And um, my photography interest, like the interest in photography I didn't really ever had any interest in photography until my daughter was born. When I had mm. my first child, um, I just couldn't take my eyes off her. And all I wanted to do was photograph her and document every fleeting moment of her life. And so that kind of became an obsession in a way. And um, I had no choice but to learn photography. Mm. I picked up a camera. I started playing with it. So it was all self-initiated and I'm 100% self-taught. Um, um, and I've been a family photographer for about, I don't know, maybe three, four years before um, I started developing interest in photographing uh, businesses, mm -hmm. um, specifically female entrepreneurs. Yeah. And my very first um, uh, client was a friend of mine. She, uh, she still is. She was at the time, but she, and she still is, um, uh, in the network marketing space. And it was interesting because she asked me, could you follow me around like for a couple hours and just kind of document my day, how I work at home, how my kids are around when I work so I can tell stories on Instagram and, you know, Facebook or social media of how she does her you know, work so she can promote and, um, you know, build her team. Sure. And at first I was like, that is such a strange concept, but sure, let's give it a try. Um, and so it was just like a very vivid memory in my head of how we did it. And it was so fun. Um, and one thing I remember was really tapping into her personality. Um, uh, it wasn't just snapping pictures, but it was kind of like creating stories of what she was doing throughout the day, how she interacted with her kids, what it looked like and what it felt like. Yeah. And so I started looking into it after that. And I was like, there's something to this. Let's see what this genre of photography is. So apparently there was a whole thing about it. It was called personal branding. And I started learning about it and I was just super intrigued. Um, and I could, I, I could see how at first when I was, I remember when people would ask me to do headshots for them, I would be like, Oh, headshots. So boring. I don't do headshots. And then I was like thinking about it. Why am I so against headshots? Mm. Because my perception of headshots was this stiff black or gray background, you know, very typical headshot. And I knew I didn't want to do that. I knew if, my, if I were to ever do headshots, my headshots would be different. Mm -hmm. My headshots would show personality. That'd be fun. That'd be something where 
you know, you could actually see this photo and want to hang out with the person. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I mean, that kind of like grew into its own little branch of my work. And I think it really expanded over, um, ironically, in 2020, um, there was that, you know, obviously, you know, everything stopped in March, April, nobody was going out, nobody was doing anything. There was no family photography whatsoever. Mm -hmm. People were super afraid of people being Mm -hmm. with with anybody. Um, But I did notice this one trend that like many people went into this online space to do their work. They they transferred their work online. There was a lot of um, movement and developing of online businesses and Mm -hmm. coaches um, healers. I mean, everybody went online yeah. to deliver their message. And in order for them to be seen online, I realized people had to have visuals. So <clears throat> that basically kind of started this whole, like, let's see what happens if I focus the photography business more on these entrepreneurs, this, these people who are trying to be seen online what can I offer to them? How I can help them? Um, and so I ended up that summer, I ended up offering mini sessions and they were all done outside. It was really fun. But one thing I remembered very distinctly is um, my clients, they would be, they would come to me um, and they'd be like, I don't know, you know, I don't know what to do. Like, how do I portray myself? So before we have ever even met, um, I would go with them through this planning stage, mm-hmm. even for like a short 30 minute session, we would plan everything out, what they would wear, what they would bring with them as far as props go to tell their story, what these images would eventually, you know, where they will eventually end up, how mm-hmm. they will use them. So it was more than just snapping photos and snapping some pretty portraits. It was, yeah. it was more about intentionality behind these photos. And so I started looking around and I started thinking about it, how I can really like, there was something there. How could I expand on that? How could I learn more? Um, Is there something out there that does talk about this a little bit more in detail? So it's actually more branding and less, I mean, photography still, but it was definitely more focused on the brand part of it. Um, So I started learning about what branding is, like what brand photography stands for, how you can really be intentional with it. And, um, <clears throat> there's definitely something to be said about energetics behind um, every person, you know, behind every brand. And, you know, me being a little bit more like, I'm not like, I'm, I'm gravity. I gravitate towards spirituality. I gravitate mm-hmm. towards people who are yeah. a little bit on the woo side. I gravitate mm-hmm. to this, you know, I love my sage. I love my candles. I love to meditate. Mm-hmm. Me too. So I, <laughs> yeah. So I feel like, um, that kind of helped me look through at, at, at businesses and at my clients through a different lens. Mm-hmm. Um, so not only could I pick up on their energy and see what I can draw out of them mm-hmm. during the session um, and also help them kind of figure out what their personality, what their brand personality is. Yeah. Kind of like go through this process with them of um, the, the branding dip, deep dive um, what, so I developed a whole structure of, you know, an onboarding and questionnaires that we go through with my, with my clients, where we talk about what, what defines their brand, what their ideal client is, but not just the demographic, but like the, what do they call it? Psycho, psychographic, 
Mm-hmm. So like what this this person, the ideal client is into, what what does she struggle with? Yeah. Um, what is like the least, um, like the biggest, the biggest no-no for her and like how I can, how we can address that in, in, mm-hmm. in, you know, in, in our business. And so, um, yeah. And so I think the, the biggest thing too, was like my clients coming to me and they're like, I've never seen like, you know, like what you mentioned, I've never done this, like, like that deep of a process before the photo shoot itself. Yeah. Usually, you know, people just show up and shoot. And I am so I, I'm okay with showing up to shoot. But for me to deliver on your vision, I need to know what that vision is. And sometimes yeah. my clients don't even know what the vision is. And that's, yeah. that makes it even more powerful to go through this, this brand a brand strategy process where yeah. we do figure out what what you stand for what what you what your adjectives are yeah um and so that really does help and drive your images you know home because really visuals is what is going to tell your story mo- in the most powerful way whether it's yeah. images or videos you know our subconscious mind it grabs on to the visuals and it and processes information in a visual way. Yeah. And with so much out there in the world coming at us, so much information all the time, it is very important to stand out. Um, you know, you only have what, like a millisecond before somebody makes the first, you know, this mm-hmm. impression, like you make a first impression, somebody makes an opinion about you. So making sure that your visuals are um they don't only stand out but they talk specifically to your ideal client and portray that energetics behind you is really what I'm all about. <laughs> yeah, and you know, just to to speak to that a little bit, um having been through this process with you, what's interesting is that so I had in January of 2021, I went through a 10-week program to understand my story and my brand and what that was. And that was the start of Mm -hmm. basically reorganizing everything in my business and my company. And I was going from a one-to-one coaching model into a one-to-many coaching model and everything was being readdressed last year. Yeah. And so I was already working on a website. I had already written my copy. And then we did um, my photos in August. Mm-hmm. And by that, at that point, and I don't remember when I first reached out to you as to how long it was before we actually did the photo shoot, but you went through every page of the copy that I had for my website. And Mm -hmm. so that you, you had a, you went through my brand manual with all the information on my, on my ideal client. And you were very prepared. Thank you. (laughs) But it was only because I went through that, that program, that process. Right. Um, but even then, even with all of that, and that you had gone through all of this information, that there were things that you pulled out of me. And, Mm -hmm. and I think it was, probably partially what you read in between the lines of my copy, what you read in between the lines 
of, of my, my uh, brand manual. And maybe like you said, picking up on the energetics of that. And then you were also, I mean, you were, you spent so much time with me and you were FaceTiming me and we were, you know, I'm showing you, these are the things that I have that I can bring, you know, and you're like, oh my gosh, it's like, a, you know, you have so much stuff. And, so you know, fun. I brought like this and we hung that up mm-hmm. on the wall and, and uh, books and magazines and little, you know, things that sit on shelves and stuff. And, and I think with all of that and just maybe intuitively, that you put together things that you have, you have given me images for things that didn't tie in to my business as I saw it at that point. Mm. But now as I've, I'm matured into this story more and I feel like there are other things that I'm starting to pull into my business that I didn't have in the information that I provided to you, I already have the images for it because you saw ahead and you were able to give me those, those, those photos that were telling the story that I couldn't even see for myself yet. Oh, I love this so much. That, this is so good. <laughs> yes. But that to me is so super powerful. And yeah, um, well, I, I love that. Like you, I love that. You think you know right now mm-hmm. who you are but what I'm trying to do with my clients is see your next level yeah. your brand photography is not about where you are right now I mean definitely that too mm-hmm. but what is your next level self yeah and that next level self is what we're going to create so that's what we do inside the brand experience that I take my clients through is yeah. figuring out what that next level is you, what that next level, usually I work with female entrepreneurs on this Mm -hmm. journey and I really can relate to them. So for example, too, I recently had a photo shoot with a uh, human design business coach. Mm -hmm. So she, she Mm -hmm. coaches um, Amy Lee uh, Westerveld. She's amazing. Mm -hmm. So she coaches um, entrepreneurs on achieving their, like figuring out what their dream life is first by using human design. And that's just such an amazing concept. Um, human design has been like, I just kind of found out about it maybe a couple yeah. of years ago. Yeah, me You know, too. you keep hearing something and yeah. then you're like, no, 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 not for me, not for me. And then, you know how intuition is, it just keeps, it keeps putting it in your way. <laughs> yeah. keeps putting it like, you got to pay attention. So, and then, you know, she popped into my life yeah. and um, it was so interesting because she was like telling me, I really don't know um, if I am good enough basically Mm -hmm. to show up the way I want to show up and then when I showed her what she actually because you know I see with my eyes a certain you yeah it's not necessarily what you see and I always say like my superpower is reflecting it back to you like you let me show you what I see and then you can step into that next level yourself yeah. And so when she got her photos back, she's like, I cannot unsee this anymore. Like this is yeah. that next level person who I am ready to go for it. Like yeah. I am ready to step into her. And it was also like a very eye-opening experience for me because the more, the more I do these, the more I come into my own power, understanding yeah. it's your next what level I bring self. to the table. Yes. Yeah. Also. And owning that and kind of yeah. embodying that with my messaging um, and just being more confident that, you know, it's not, it's not random. 
it's mm-hmm. not just in in and and like a coincidence. Like it's actually what I bring to the table, and that's I need to trust into it. Hundred um, percent. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, and so, <clears throat> um, you know, there's um, like again speaking about the energetics of branding yeah. and energetics of images. Um, mm-hmm. It's so, so powerful to um, to do this groundwork before you do your photo shoot. So one of the things that I wanted to say is that, you know, you have given me pretty close to 400 images that... Yeah, we shot for a long time. Yeah, that I can use <laughs> all throughout my everything that I do. Mm-hmm. And... What I love is, you know, one of the things you had mentioned about headshots and that your headshots would be different. And the picture that I use as my profile picture pretty much everywhere is... Is the one you're looking over the shoulder here? uh, No, but I I do have, I have that one and I use that one periodically here and there, but it's the one where I'm sitting in the kitchen of your studio Oh and and I'm just kind of sitting like this, you know, and I've got a little coffee cup there and I'm just... I just look very relaxed and I like that picture. And people have said to me that they actually feel drawn to me from that picture. And just, they said that, that like, I just love your face. Like, that's what people say to me. I just love your face. And I'm like, really? What? And they say, no, it's just that picture. Your face like, too. <laughs> yeah. It's just like, it's so welcoming. And like, we're just, hanging out together yeah. and it feels so good. And I'm like, huh, that was well, one project. of the things you told me. <laughs> yeah. One of the things you told me before we started was this process was that you, that's how you are. You, yes. that's just, you mm-hmm. usually 90% of your time, you sit on the couch in a crisscross applesauce yeah. yogi pose when yeah. you're talking. When you're right coaching. Now. <laughs> yeah. And that's exactly what you wanted to kind of, you know, convey in your photos is that yeah. relatability that somebody could just, you know, hang out and talk to you like a friend. Yeah. Um, so I think that was very important. And then you embody that too. I mean, all, you know, all the props to you because not only, you know, like I always say, it's a two-way street, right? Sure. I can yeah. only create a space and hold a space for you in that safe environment where you feel like that's my yeah. job, where you feel like you can relax, where you feel like you can be yourself. Yeah. And that's what a lot of people always tell me, like, you just make me so comfortable. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I love that. I think that's, really what I focus on and lean in, you know, from creating the space with like burning sage and clearing the space energetically and having my, you know, I always have my oils, essential oils going. Mm -hmm. Um, I am big on sitting here and meditating to just kind of create that space of, of almost like, you know how they say in churches yeah, where people go to pray. Yeah, Mm -hmm. exactly. Like there's that energy of collective prayer yeah. Uh, so I always think about it when I I sit here and I burn my sage and I think about like let's create that really sacred space where people feel. I mean, may, they may not. They don't need to shoot here because I'm currently yeah. in my studio. But um, that is one of the bigger intuitive things that I came up on when I was shooting, working in other studios, and how much different it feels to be in somebody else's space, especially a space where people come and go a lot. Yeah. 
Yeah. I can't really go in and like, and like sage it and like create that container quickly, especially because you're, you're usually given what, like, you know, a couple hours or so, um, to do a photo shoot, um, another, that's exactly like, that's what I've done, Mm -hmm. but I'm sure you can run it for longer. Um, but that's kind of like one of the things that I have, that I feel is different about me as well as creating that space where people could feel the energy being safe for them to express themselves and then those images that are really you come through so naturally yeah um I'm very like aware of other people's feelings too and I was talking to a client of mine the other day and um we were talking about how we were we had to leave from the studio at the end of our rental time yeah and um the owner of the studio you know the admin yeah whatever they they came in and they were checking up on us like it's time for you guys to leave mm-hmm. and it was just kind of a that frantic energy where you're grabbing things you're yeah. trying to leave on time and honestly the end usually is the one thing you're going to remember like yeah. how things ended yeah and it was not to say not, nothing was wrong everything was perfect they were very you know polite it's not not anything yeah. like that but just the energy of us having knowing that it's time and yeah. sometimes you're so in the flow and you just mm-hmm. want to keep going yeah but because we had to end and run out it just felt rushed and it felt I felt very conscious of it I checked in with her after and mm-hmm. she's like no, no no it's all good but you know that's just kind of how to something to be said about yeah. being aware of of energy in general and just kind yeah. of having having your own space is unlike anything else. Like it is so, it is so important to the process that I, you know, I do and how I do things and how I like to do things. Yeah, no, that makes total sense. So talk to me about the emotional aspects here of, you know, building your business, being a mom and, and having all of these kind of these different pieces going at the same time. I mean, you segue out of a kind of corporate type of marketing role and then into, okay, I'm going to segue into running my own business, doing my own thing. And that you've been very successful in doing it, but that even with, even when things happen and it seems like, oh, this is great and it's taking off. I mean, I, you've done this fairly recently in a Mm -hmm. span of time. And I mean, I found you in an article that was listing top 10 photographers in Atlanta and you were like one of the top people there. And and that was over a year ago, right? So, Mm -hmm. I mean, that says something that you were achieving things like that so quickly. And it it does speak to your your skill and your ability and in what you do and how you do it. But talk to me about the emotional experience that you went through um, doing that. And even more recently with everything that that has happened in Ukraine and that you have family there and that I know you've been, you know, going through that process as well. And that that's been something that's happening like right now. Right. Yeah. 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 So I'm going to answer the first part of your question about Mm -hmm. the emotional, like, I want to say it's a roller coaster and you know it, yeah. you know mm-hmm. how it is to, to be your, a business owner and to be a woman business owner mm-hmm. and a mama. Mm-hmm. I think it's a constant struggle with push, push and pull and trying to 
be so present in your business and wanting to grow it so badly, but also at the same time coming up on all these responsibilities and time time restrictions within your schedule. But I think just, I have been, an, I think I have an entrepreneurial spirit and I think I inherited it from my dad because like my story is really wild. So when I was three, when mm-hmm. I was three, um, I, I feel like I just went through a lot of trauma in my life. <laughs> when mm-hmm. I was three, um, the uh, Chernobyl exploded. Mm-hmm. So I don't remember that very clearly, but I do remember being shoved in an airplane to go to my grandma's, um, yeah. who was in a neighboring country in Belarus. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, when I was eight, the Soviet Union fell apart. Mm-hmm. Um, so I remember that chaos. I remember just like, it was a really strange time in my childhood. Like my family unit, my parents, they've been rocks for us, for me and my sister. Mm-hmm. It has mm-hmm. been like the most stable environment, but everything around us was just going crazy. Chaos, yeah. And I remember just watching my dad um, and how much he, it's like a mouse who was dropped in a bucket of milk mm-hmm. and ended up whipping butter. Mm-hmm. my my dad has been so entrepreneurial he has been so industrious he has always been looking and finding ways to survive and yeah. I think because of that and me seeing that I really grew up with that like spark in me that I wanted something of my own I wanted yeah. to be on my own um, I also wanted to have I, I so it's funny the funny point is I never thought I'd have a family I never mm-hmm. thought I'd be a good mom mm-hmm. um, I just never really kind of gravitated towards kids Mm -hmm. um it wasn't until I actually had my own that I was like oh my gosh this is the best thing ever like it totally changed me yeah no but it's interesting and then um I I always have been gravitating towards languages and I always wanted to like English was my passion from probably the first Mm -hmm. first grade I really really loved the idea I remember that first card you know when the teacher would show us the card like different card like um yeah. almost like flash cards with like words yeah. and I remember clearly it was a, a parrot and they, a word parrot and I just loved it so much like how it sounded in my mouth yeah. like how it tasted um so from then on I decided English was going to be somehow part of my life I for some reason I always thought I'd end up in England because I was obsessed mm. with London as we were mm. learning about it but um through all the different things that happened, I, I always had, I always tried, but I always had pushback. Um, I didn't get into a specialized class in English. I didn't get into any of the exchange programs I applied for. And I, and I currently, you know, like my, my sister and her, her kids are in Ukraine. And I talked to my niece who's 15, almost 15, she's 14. And I kind of bring that up to her saying, listen, all you need is a desire. All you need is to know that somehow this is like, somehow you're going to be somewhere like, like in my case, like somehow I knew I wasn't going to stay there. I didn't have any idea of how or like where it's going to be. But when you decide that the universe conspires in your favor and it starts putting people, it starts putting circumstances in Mm -hmm. your path that lead you to whatever end result, you know, on your journey is going to be. Want to learn more about Productive Flow and connect with other business owners and salespeople on the same journey? Then go join our free Facebook group at ProductiveFlowGroup.com. It's free, and you'll also get access to special content and resources. See you inside the group.
so in my case, even though I kept getting these pushbacks of like, no, 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 you're not going to get into this class or you're not going to go in this program. You're not good enough is basically the, the, the message I was getting in life, mm-hmm. in schooling life. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but then somehow, you know, when I was at co- in college, a friend called me up and she was like, I have this, um, I don't know why I'm even going on this, like his history, history okay. thing, but um, I met somebody and I ended up coming here to the States yeah. through him. Uh-huh. Um, and it wasn't until later in my life and it was America, which I didn't even yeah. think about, you know, in my life, I didn't think that I would end up so far away from my yeah. family. Um, so that's kind of like how I ended up here. He's no longer in the picture, but he was my ticket here. Yeah. And then, so my sister stayed, my parents actually immigrated recently, what, like nine years ago they came. Mm-hmm. Um, and at the time we lived in New York, uh-huh. New York, like upstate New York. And so my parents ended up just kind of putting roots down there. So yeah. they're still there, mm-hmm. but my sister stayed and, um, you know, everything was fine. My sister has a very healthy, uh, family. They have a, a very, you know, loving marriage. They have great mm-hmm. kids. They have a business together. Uh, so I know for a fact that they just didn't see it as part of their journey to becoming here. Yeah. So we never, as much as we, you know, we regret being far away. We never really like pursued that too much yeah. for them to come. Um, and it was fine up until, you know, recent events. Yeah. Um, the, the shock, I mean, I, you know, I followed the news. I knew that there was tension. I knew that there was something happening and I kept asking her, whether or not, you know, it would be a good idea for them to start looking at moving and like mm-hmm. going somewhere where it would be, you know, to wait it out because there's yeah. obviously some tension happening. But I don't think people in Ukraine really knew the intensity um, and possibility of, of this, this, you know, invasion yeah. actually becoming true. So <clears throat> I don't watch the news, right? But then that one morning I woke up and I I look at my phone and I have um, like my friend who is from Russia, actually, she's texting me. She's like, mm-hmm. oh, my gosh, turn on the news. What is happening? She's here. Mm-hmm. But um, that that morning, Kevin came home from dropping off our daughter at school. Mm-hmm. And TV was on in the morning and yeah. CNN, whatever, like the news channel mm-hmm. was on. And he's like later, he told me he's like, I knew how bad it was because the news was on in the morning. Yeah in our house. So I cried for probably an entire week. Like I yeah. could not keep my eyes dry. I, it was very stress. I mean, it's still very stressful, but I feel yeah. like we're kind of just used to it in a way, you know, mm-hmm. we're a little bit more in that routine, um, which sucks tremendously. But <clears throat> yeah. So as far as kind of going through the emotions and and, uh, the emotions affecting the business. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Everything pretty much. I just, I wanted to call off everything and be like, I can't mentally be there because of how important it is for me to create the space. Mm -hmm. I also have to be in that space of calmness and joy and almost like I need to be like an empty vessel yeah I was just gonna say like a, like a clear channel and yeah. because you you're you're acting as a, a mirror and you're reflecting mm-hmm. back this person and their their story and their identity and and you're 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 taking it all in 
like I said, you were, there were things about me that I didn't even see yet that you saw and reflected back to me. And that, that has to take a considerable amount of energy and balance within you Mm -hmm. to do that. It's the same thing that I do with my clients when I'm coaching. If I'm not in the right space, I can't show up for that person. So yeah, I get that a hundred percent, hundred percent. And you know, get this. I didn't cancel anything, but things mm-hmm. fell off yeah. on their own. Mm. And at first I was freaking out, like, am I losing money? Like what's happening? Mm-hmm. But then I was like, oh my God, it was such divine timing for yeah. everything to just kind of clear out yeah. for me to sit for, I don't know, I think it was like three or four days for me to just process. Yeah. And then I went back, but I was just so grateful that, again, whatever is happening, you don't know why it's happening in the moment. Sometimes yeah. you, you can't see it until you look back mm-hmm. and you connect the dots yeah. and you understand that, you know, there are forces greater than us mm-hmm. helping us along. Yeah. Um, so, y- yes, the, the, the biggest challenge also, I think, still remains for me is the adequacy. At which point is it okay for me to talk about business again, to promote myself? So I think I struggle internally with that a lot. Mm. Um, Or do I need to talk more about, you know, what's happening? Do Mm. people even care? Do people Mm. want to know? Do people want to know my side of the story, kind of like what I see? And I realize that people do. Mm -hmm. The way the community around me has come together and messages I've been getting and phone calls. And in the first few days, I was overwhelmed, honestly, with, I did, I never thought I talked about my heritage enough mm-hmm. until this happened. Yeah. And I realized I do. Mm-hmm. People do know. Yeah. So, um, so the way I could channel is it, all this, like, sadness and anxiety um is by well first we started we people just wanted to donate they wanted to know like who i can donate to um and because i have you know my sister who's directly there um it wasn't like an organization or anything it was just her that we were sending money to at first so that was pretty crazy how fast and and how together everybody came to to donate these funds to send to her um and luckily like my sister is in a in a town that wasn't really affected hasn't been affected really Mm -hmm. um they are actually a town where refugees come yeah so it's either like um a a stop not a stopping but like a resting point for them Mm -hmm. where they actually stay there to wait it out yeah so we have been blessed in that in that regard that as 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 much of a tragedy it is everywhere around. I'm just trying to focus on that one little piece Yeah, that they are safe. And that is all I can, I can really just be, you know, positive about. Yeah. So, and then, um, you know, my friend, she's, she, my friend and my neighbor, Julie, um, Mm. she's a maker and she makes all kinds of stuff. She's very crafty. Um, and so we, I came to her uh, one at one point and I was like, can you make me a pair of earrings? Like, mm-hmm. can you make me these earrings that are in shape of a heart? And then they have a Ukrainian flag mm-hmm. colors on it. She's like, mm, okay, let me try. 
She wasn't sure if she could do it. (laughs) But then the next, like that same night, she brought me these earrings back. Yeah. And so I don't know if you can see them, but it basically became this whole thing where she put them on her Etsy and we, we found a good organization where she could, you know, donate money like uh, proceeds to. Mm -hmm. And it kind of just like became almost like, um, like an iconic product. It, yeah. You know, because I have, I have so many. <laughs> See, everybody I know has a pair and it's so great. And it, it, it has kind of helped me to see again that like, how can we, how can we take this, the sadness and kind of channel it into something that yeah. not only can help, um, you know, Ukraine specifically, but also can help other people like find a way to support, mm-hmm. find a way to, to yeah. express their love and, and sadness and also feel, you know, feel good about it. And, you know, they're cute. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they are. They're adorable. Yeah. So that really has helped me kind of get over, um, get over the sadness and, and be a little bit more present. And, and yeah, like I said, yeah, see, see the light maybe. Yeah. Like, you it's, have it's to. Feeling like you're doing something constructive. And, and channeling yeah. this, like you said, the, the fear, the anxiety, the sadness, you know, and, and channeling it into something where you say, I, I, I can make a difference and I'm making a difference and I'm going to mm-hmm. put some laser focus into what I can be grateful for. And mm-hmm. what I'm grateful for right now is that my sister and her family are safe and they're in a space where they're not in danger right now. And I can focus there and say, okay, how can I support? And that's what you've done. And then at the same time, this is also where, you know, once you took that, I want to kind of put something around that because you, you took the time to process, to decompress and your schedule miraculously cleared to allow Mm -hmm. you that time to do that. And in doing that, you were able to, it, it, it's not like you were just trying to swallow everything and or block it out, but you were saying, I'm going to process this. I'm going to sit with this. I'm going to allow this to wash over me. And then I'm going to do something and I'm going to take action. Yeah. And that's what yeah. you did. And, and not only were you taking an action, taking an action from here's my neighbor and my friend, Julie, and we're going to put this together or we're going to pull in donations and we're going to do this. But this is also where you, you started fleshing out and putting together your membership. And while that may have been something that you had thought of before, you used energy to really pull this out and make this a a thing that now you've, you've actually, you're, you're marketing it, you're selling it. And that's have to do better on that. (laughs) But you are doing it. (laughs) You have members. the, the, The membership has been on my mind for a while. I have been looking for ways to not only make the photos, like you said, um, accessible, mm-hmm. but also what I realized a lot of people were struggling with consistency mm-hmm. on social media and everybody is on social media. Everybody yeah. wanted to, you know, be out there and, and be putting out fresh content. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's so funny because I always like somebody brought it up to me. It was probably two years ago. She said, there's such a big need for Instagram photographers. And I said, I am no Instagram photographer. I will never be an Instagram photographer. You know, uh, it's almost like um, headshots, no headshots. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and now I'm an Instagram photographer and in the best way, because 
I real I see the value and I see the storytelling behind mm-hmm. it. And it became something much bigger than just snapping photos. Yeah. So, you know, there's a few brands that I work with who actually do need ongoing fresh photos on like a monthly basis. You know, there's yeah. a boutique shop that, you know, she makes her clothes and she always comes up with these new promotions and like there are holidays that she could mm-hmm. always post, you know, to yeah. talk about, um, yeah, like the calendar of, of throughout, like throughout mm-hmm. the month. Um, and, and a few others who I knew there was a trend, they were coming back to me. Maybe they weren't yeah. coming back to me as often as, you know, they probably wanted because of the price point. Yeah. So, yeah. So I, um, I talked to, um, to a business coach about this idea right before mm-hmm. Ukraine happened. Mm-hmm. And one thing she told me, which was really interesting was, well, you think that's how, you know, what people want, but do they really want it that way? And I was like, yeah. Oh, I think so. So she's like, do market research. Yeah. So she gave me this really great idea to do market research and call up, you know, whoever you want to call up, yeah. whether you worked with them or you want to work with them and just ask mm-hmm. them questions. So I did. And it was really, really eye-opening, not only from the standpoint of, of flushing out these details about the membership, mm-hmm. but also from the standpoint of learning about my strengths. Yeah. So people who have worked with me have, um, have been saying the same thing over and over again about yeah. what they love. Because yeah. one of the questions was like, what was the highlight of working with me? Yeah. And I kept hearing the same thing. And I'm like, why am I not talking about that on my website? If that yeah. is one thing that everybody mentions, like that, yeah. that's the strength. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that like opened up my eyes to that portion of it and also the membership. So since mm-hmm. I, I rewarded my, my website a little bit, yeah. using those keywords that, that were mentioned, and I've noticed an uptick in... um booking not bookings but the leads the yeah. bookings are still yeah, yeah, yeah. we're still talking but the leads just because I feel like I'm I'm actually portraying like I'm actually expressing what happens better yeah. rather than just being very generic yeah. and that attracts the specific people who I want to attract to magnetize mm-hmm. and also it lets them know right away that their objections or fears like that we usually people are afraid of with mm-hmm. with as far as like you know what it comes to getting your photos done um, that we're going to take care of that. Yeah. So that helped me a lot. And then also, I just don't want to underestimate the power of that conversation that you and I had too. Mm-hmm. And I was really pushing, I feel like, you know, when Ukraine happened, I, I just didn't know what to talk about with people. And I feel yeah. like people didn't know what to tell me too, because yeah. you know, when you're in shock and in that traumatic state, mm-hmm. um, it's, it's tough. It's tough to express your feelings. Yeah. And, um, when we actually had the conversation, I was like, why did I wait so long to like let that in? I should mm. open myself up to, to help, to like yeah. accepting help. Mm-hmm. And what you said was, I mean, you just kind of held, held, held me in that container of expressing myself. Mm-hmm. And then you also said something very powerful about the future of my business that you saw that yanked me out of that misery and that sadness and 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 like kind of gave me a different story to look at and just kind of focus on it and look forward because that was the biggest thing for me I was telling Kevin my husband I just don't know what to look forward to right now yeah I'm usually a very much 
let's like, what's the next thing? Like, what's the next exciting thing? Yeah. And then here yeah. was this happening. I don't know. I, I wasn't interested so much in growing the business anymore. I wasn't interested in anything. Like I just yeah. didn't know what to look forward to. And the, the, the prognosis with, with the war was just very bleak. Yeah. That's it, what happens. It, I think, you know, we get stuck in these traumatic experiences and our world stops. Yeah, And then we're kind of almost surprised to see that the world is still moving around us yeah. sometimes because for us, it's just, it's done. It's over. And we don't, we're, we're so stuck in what's happening right now. We can't see beyond it in that moment. Yeah. Yeah. So that's where I think reaching out, asking for help, talking to a coach, mm -hmm. ta talking to someone really, to a friend really does help. Yeah. Um, and then you also, you know, you pulled those Oracle cards for me. I did. That was, <laughs> yeah. You know, it wasn't a big deal, but it was so sweet and it was so kind and it was so in a way entertaining. Mm -hmm. that that also flipped you know my mind mm -hmm. from something that I was just like oh so bad it's like yeah. oh let me read about this this is actually kind of cool and it reminds yeah. me of my life story oh wow that's fun yeah so those little bits and pieces of help and positivity and mm -hmm. a different different outlook on, on different things to focus on throughout yeah. this process has really helped so I feel like at this point, I am probably the most stable I have been, Yeah, you know, within this framework of war. Um, and I am continuing to look forward to things with my business. I, yeah. I, I try to kind of allocate time to create for myself mm -hmm. and also allocate time to kind of be with my family and, 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 and ask for things that they need and work on different things and, and, from visas to just like looking into different things that I could possibly help them with. Yeah. Um, and kind of making that my mission as well mm -hmm. um, to help them, you know, get out in a way, yeah. Yeah. whether or not they want to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. Um, so tell but, us, I'm sorry, go ahead. Yeah, no, I just wanted to thank you because it was, once we talked, um, I was like, I just want like, you were such a bright light, like such a, sh you, you have a very motherly, that's what it was. I felt like I was safe at home with my mom, almost like mom. not in a way, not in a way like the age or anything, but like the energy my mom has mm -hmm. is like almost giving her a hug and just feeling yeah. so at home. Mm. And you. I, you know, my mom was not near me. So anytime my mom and dad visit, I'm like, oh, everything's good in the world. Yeah. Like, it's just, it feels safe. And that's yeah. what I think I felt with you because you were just so warm and so accepting and you weren't like, well, stop thinking about that. Yeah. More like you can think about it, but also look at, and also what you said about souls, mm. the, the soul's journey and some people yeah. just, that's their journey and they're meant to go through that because I struggled with why, why them? Yeah. And I'm sure it's a common, it's a common, um, you know, thing people go through in, yeah. in term in times of loss or, you know, trauma, like why yeah. not me yeah. or why me, you know, yeah. if, it's, if it's happening to them. Yeah. And so just kind of arriving at that, at that place of everybody has their journey and everyone yeah. is on their journey for a reason. Mm -hmm. And usually it's, a, you know, usually it's to learn or yeah. for your next generation. Yeah. You know, so, 
yeah, that that really, really helped. So just wanted to make sure you knew yeah. that. Well, thank you. No, I appreciate mm-hmm. that. I do. And I know that was one of the things that we had talked about specifically with, with your niece was yeah. um, thinking in terms of, you know, how this experience could impact her and her future and what she chooses mm-hmm. to do with this, you know, and that we look at things sometimes as this is a negative um, because of what they're going through right now, but also being able to see potential in this as a catalyst that drives her forward into creating positive change, right? Mm-hmm. And that we're not motivated to create change when there's no problems, when there's yeah. nothing forcing the issue of change. And sometimes yeah. it, it it does take these these extreme catalysts. And I'm, I'm not saying but in any yeah, way, shape yeah. or form that war is ever a good thing. It never, never is. Yeah. But um, sure. to, to ask yourself, why did this person, if we're going to believe in this from a soul's journey perspective, why did yeah. this person get into this space where they're experiencing this thing and what is this going to do for them moving forward from here? And, and yeah, it can, it can be very impactful, you know, and I, I know looking at my story, your story, any of our stories, right. Um, that we are all driven to build and create what we do usually from some form of trauma that we've experienced, yeah. it drives us forward. Something was missing and we wanted to fill that gap somehow, yeah. you know? And so, um, yeah, it's very interesting, but it's it can be really hard in the moment to very. see things from that perspective. But sometimes when we when we try to look at the bigger picture, it can help us adjust better to what we're experiencing in that moment. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So thank you so much for sharing that. Uh, I would, um, I know we're cutting close on time here for you because you have a photo shoot to do today. I do. (laughs) And I'm so grateful for work. uh, Oh my gosh. I love what I do. And it just helps me so much to just check out from, yeah, from that. I I do want you to tell us about your membership because we've kind of talked around it a little bit, but I want you to tell us about that membership, um, what you're doing and, and how that, that process works and, and where people can learn more about you and that membership and your process and, and working with you. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, the membership really is about creating content, about being very intentional with your voice, with your presence, your messaging on any platforms, but specifically for social media. Mm-hmm. And it um, it's a program that you have to apply for as usually I, I prefer to have worked with you before as a client. So we have a relationship, we know each other. Mm-hmm. However, I'm open to also talking to new people and seeing where we, you know, how we vibe and what we can do. But it just makes it a little bit easier for us to do this work. Um, if we know we're already a good match. So um, what happens is we create a brand essence. In a way, it's like um, it's like a guide. And mm-hmm. a lot of people have already their guide. You know, they have their colors, they have their fonts. But what I do is not so much about the colors of the fonts. We do use that information, mm-hmm. but it's more about the personality. 
Yeah. What, how do you describe your brand? What do you mm-hmm. want fe- people to feel mm-hmm. uh, when they interact with your brand in any way? Um, we talk about your ideal client again, like I said, from the psychographic standpoint of their struggles, their pain, like, yeah, their pain points, I guess, and how, how we can fix that. Um, so we create a, a Google hub. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Google hub, um, that is shared. And inside that Google hub, we have all these, all these things pinpointed so that you can log in and you can see all your, um, you know, brand essence pillars, I guess, in a way. Yeah. Um, then we create content pillars. So like, what are we trying to achieve? What are the goals mm-hmm. for your, you know, for your marketing really? Sure. Um, and we create those content pillars and usually there's like four or five that mm-hmm. we talk that, that it's almost like a voice, like what voice do we use? Um, and what are the, we take those pain points from the ideal client profile mm-hmm. and we create content pillars around that. So like how mm-hmm. to overcome those, those, um, you know, those struggles that the client has. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also we, um, so what I provide usually my clients with is, um, the content ideas, like post ideas mm-hmm. almost. And they're not necessarily writing a post. Like I don't really do any writing. Yeah. You can, you by all means can hire a social media person sure. to help you with writing, but yeah, I have to it's more about giving you a, <laughs> a yeah, exactly. Who does it right? Um, it's, it's kind of like giving you, if you want to do it yourself, it gives yeah. you a great framework mm-hmm. and it keeps your mind focused to where like mm-hmm. you don't go all over the place. You just kind of, you know, like these are my, these are my pillars and these are my categories of posts that I want to, want to talk about. Yeah. Um, and then when it comes specifically to whether it's monthly, so we can work uh, on a monthly basis, we can work uh, every other month mm-hmm. and we can also work quarterly together. Mm-hmm. So it just depends on like how often you need a refresh yeah. um, or your marketing team, how often they need you to, to do a refresh. <laughs> and um, Right. So because I also have the space, the studio, it, it makes it very easy for us to just come here and knock out yeah. a bunch of content, but it does come to creating your calendar pretty much. Yeah. And the calendar covers um, any upcoming promotions, any mm-hmm. specials that, you know, your brand may have. Mm-hmm. Um, also, you know, fun holidays of the year, you know, like a national pie day or something like yeah. that. Um, like there was one we were doing a national princess day. So we were playing around with a princess crown. <laughs> um, and, and, and then we just create the shot list. Yeah. Like yeah. what are we going to shoot? Let's figure out all these things that we can tie into the calendar and all yeah. your content pillars. Mm-hmm. Um, and what I also started doing is you might like that too, is, um, creating videos. So as mm-hmm. we shoot photos, we also shoot little, almost like video loops. Yeah. Um, they don't really have sound, but you can use them as, you know, the background for your stories on Instagram, sure. or you can float them into the banner on the website. as like yeah. a background. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're very, they're like stock, um, stock videos, but specifically yeah. created for you for with you. your stuff. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's just been, um, I've had two so far and it has been so great. Um, and I think what the best part about it is you get to know, your photographer, your photographer gets to know you mm-hmm. and it only gets better with time. Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. Um, yeah. And it's like, you don't have to think about what's going to happen. Like, how am I going to, what am I going to promote? Like it's already pre-planned yeah. and you feel empowered. You feel confident stepping into that space and promoting yourself. You, my yeah. slogan is fall in love with marketing your business because a lot yeah. of the people are so, you know, they, they, they think they need, and I mean, of course you, you want to have a team on mm-hmm. your team to help you with marketing, but I want to empower 
my female entrepreneurs or, or other entrepreneurs who don't necessarily yet have a budget to have a team yeah. that they can do it themselves yeah and they can yeah. and I can help so I can be that team I can yeah. be that business bestie for you mm-hmm. you can always call me and we can you know discuss things we can we can talk about what you're thinking so it's very it's very empowering I think to also have that partner partner in crime oh 100 um, yeah right you don't want to do it on your own and so I, I want to be that person that. Yeah. yeah. I, and like when we were doing just for my shoe, um, and I know one of my friends that uh, Lori, that I referred to you for her shoe, yeah. that uh, she wait. said the same thing was that, what do mm-hmm. I wear? I don't even know what to yeah. wear, what clothes to pick out. Like you literally were FaceTiming me while I was walking through That's my closet. Point. And mm-hmm. then <laughs> you were, you were sending me, um, pictures and links to things here, go buy this, go buy that. That'll work. Yeah. This will work for you, you know, yeah. or buy yeah. something that looks like this. And I'm like, yeah. totally. Right. And so yeah. when I got there, it was like, we had the whole wardrobe, everything hanging up on the rack and my jewelry and everything accessories and had everything there. And I would not have been able to do that without you. So yeah, I think Aww. that's another way that you go above and beyond, um, and really for sure help with that process because you, you just, to get the results that I received from working with you, I, I I would never have been able to do that on my own. Never. And mm-hmm. so that's just, that's amazing. So I love that. And I yeah, love that you provided wardrobe, this membership. Definitely. Wardrobe and props and creating a shot list. Because mm-hmm. where does the the confusion and anxiety come from that you can mm-hmm. feel in photos? Like the, yeah. the uncomfort, the, uh, that like mm-hmm. awkwardness. Where does it come from? It comes from being not prepared Uh or not knowing what's happening. So my job is to take away all that confusion Mm -hmm. so that we're on the same page. We know exactly what's happening. Like all your outfits are pretty much, maybe not so much as labeled like this scene, this scene, this scene, but more like just kind of know which scene with which outfit. We we allow the flow to happen and see like sometimes, you know, you get pulled in different ways and you're like mm-hmm. I'm not really feeling that in the space let's see something yeah. else yeah but in general in a big picture um being you know so prepared and so comfortable before mm-hmm. you arrive on the set yeah really does pay off big time and how your pictures how your visuals yeah. are going to turn out what confidence you're going to express in those yes. photos and you know eventually who's going to want to work with you when they see your photos how that yeah. will affect your business, how your yeah. business will grow. I hear people telling me, just because I posted this new photo of you, of myself, you know, I mm-hmm. my, my engagement went through the roof and comments and people just yeah. signing up to saying, I just want to work with you. Because I don't know what you're doing, but sign me up for something. <laughs> yes. I want to be in your presence. And I'm like, that's great. Yeah, exactly. That is so, all I want is I want you to grow and I want your business to thrive so that, yeah. you know, it's better for the world. A hundred percent, right? It's part of creating that, that ripple effect Mm -hmm. that we create a hundred percent. So thank you so much. Now, um, for people that want to learn more about you and say, I just want to work with you because I love you. Yes. (laughs) I will love on you. (laughs) (laughs) So my website is very simple. It's atlantabrandingphotographer.com. Perfect. Very easy to find. Um, I am on Instagram as Katya Vilchik. And we can leave that probably somewhere in the notes. Yep, it'll the be name in the show notes. It's not the very, the very easy one to spell. Um, and I also have a katyavilchik.com uh, website. That was my 
first website that is more focused on family photography, but awesome. the branding photography is really something that is taking over and growing. Okay. Perfect. So, so Atlanta branding photographer.com. Yep. Got it. All right. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being here thank and you. for sharing this story and, and also mm-hmm. just in what you've been going through with everything it, with what's happening with Ukraine right now and yeah. um, sharing all of that and how it's, how it's, you know, affecting <laughs> your journey right now and how it's also inspiring you to do bigger and better things. So thank you so much for having me. This was really nice chatting yeah. with you and being in your presence is always such a ah, treat. I likewise. really appreciate you. Yeah. <laughs> thank you so much. Thank you. All right, Katya and All everybody right. watching. Bye. Take care. Thanks for listening. And especially thank you for sharing the show and leaving a review on iTunes. Every time you share the show, you are potentially changing someone's life. Want to learn more about Productive Flow and connect with other business owners and salespeople on the same journey? Then go join our free Facebook group at ProductiveFlowGroup.com. It's free and you'll also get access to special content and resources. Now, stay tuned for the next episode of Productive Flow.